How many times in the last year have you gone to your refrigerator only to see that those vegetables or fruits that you bought have that amazing fungus fur on them? And so then you have to throw them into your compost pile. But for a majority of the 8 billion people on this earth, most of the time those fruits and veggies took a lot of carbon and resources to bring them from the farm to your refrigerator, only to spoil. However, Duncan Burns might guest today on the Green Business Impact podcast has created a solution to all of that food waste with his invention called the Fruit and Veggie Keeper. So make sure you stick around for this entire interview to hear the story behind Veggie Dome and the future for veggies and fruits with a lot less waste. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Do you mind telling us a bit about Veggie Dome and what you guys do? Great. Veggie Dome is a company that is making a product that is now being called the Fruit and Veggie Keeper. And I designed it to make it so that my kids would come home from school and have fresh vegetables and fruit out on the table. And you know how it is when kids or anybody comes into the kitchen and they see something on the counter. That's fair game, right? But it's in the cabinets or in the fridge. It's out of sight, out of mind, right? I figured I could try to make something that would be similar to a greenhouse. And when I was a kid, my older brother and I built a greenhouse and put orchids in there. And he had this real cool idea. Instead of having orchids in potted plants, he actually took the orchids out and made it like they're in real nature. They actually have their roots clinging onto bark of trees. So orchids grow up in trees, and I asked him, if the roots are holding on to the bark so they can hold on to the tree, how are they drinking water, right? Because we're always thinking that roots and wa- are drinking water. He said, they're drinking water through the pores of their leaves. So I learned from my older brother while we were making this greenhouse that plants can live on water in the air. So fast forward 30 years later, when I'm trying to make it so these vegetables would be fresh from my kids after they come home from school, I realized that if I use the same type of concept of humidity with the plants, but maybe vegetables can survive too. So that's what I did. And I put it like a different bunch of things. I was messing around in the kitchen, putting bowls together and lasagna dishes and things like that. And what I came up with though, was an idea that, okay, if it's covered, and my kids keep on opening it up, they're going to leave the lid out on the table and the rest of it's going to get spoiled. I'll make it like a cookie jar that they reach into. And I have one right here so I can show you exactly what I mean, is that it is a very specific shape that I've got here. It's open on the bottom and it's open on the top. And the top part, you open it up and you can reach in and grab vegetables. Here's a cucumber, see? and they can grab it and then they put the lid back on. When you hear that clinking noise down the hall, you go, oh good, they're eating something good right now. They're doing it in the kitchen, it's fine, it's healthy for them. The interesting thing is that because I made this lid on the top for them to reach in, it allowed a thing called ethylene gas to escape. 
And plants, vegetables, produce, they emit ethylene gas as part of a growth hormone, but also it's something that makes them spoil faster if they're in containers. And here we are in America, where we've got all these plastic bags with vegetables that we throw in the refrigerator and it's twisted and closed. And the ethylene gas is in there spoiling them. And we're throwing away 40% of our vegetables from our fridge that we buy in the store, perfect vegetables, bring them home, put them in the fridge. Maybe we don't see them for a couple of days and all of a sudden they're spoiled. So what I was able to do is not just solve a problem of having vegetable snacks for my kids. I actually made a better place for vegetables to be than in a harsh environment, which is the refrigerator. Now, not competing with the refrigerator, you still have the refrigerator, but what this is like a display of the vegetables that you have cleaned, trimmed, and put in here just to grab and eat, just like I did with that cucumber. So I look at the refrigerator as that's where all the unwashed vegetables are. And then when you want to eat them in the next couple of days, you pull them out. Instead of just one carrot that you clean, you take the whole bag out and you trim off the ends and you wash them drop them in the veggie dome, they could be good for a couple of weeks. But the real thing is I've invented a new stance with vegetables and food. It's that you're looking at what you're going to be eating in the next two, three days. And if you end up having it stay in there for five or six or seven days, they still stay not just fresh, they stay alive and they're actually growing on the table. Let me quickly lift out. This is a piece of lettuce that's been in there for about a week and it's just perfect. Now, I can't really have you feel it yourself, but it's damp to the touch. The surface of the vegetables are damp inside here and it's a protected environment. So it stays clean, but also that moisture that's coating them all the time, just barely is keeping them alive and they're living. And actually some of the lettuce will start growing up like this after a while. I've told you a lot. You asked me one question, how did it really start? Again, it started with trying to solve snack problems with my kids, but actually I solved bigger problems than that, which is trying to cut down on food waste and having vegetables and food available so that we eat it more in our daily lives. So Billy, this has been a really long journey of mine. I actually invented it 15 years ago when my kids were a lot younger. Now my son is in college and when he's home from college, I have to fill the thing up almost every other day. So people ask, how long does it last? It'll last about 48 hours because it gets eaten up. That's what the real device is. It's not something that you want to keep vegetables. And that's the thing. We're not buying vegetables to store them. We're buying them to eat. And we're not eating them. We're not handling them in a really plant positive way. So we're ending up throwing them a lot away. And we're also in the United States. And these are things I've learned as I've grown my company as I've gotten more interested in fruits and vegetables in our nation, only 10% of the country are eating what the FDA or the CDC is recommending. The national government is recommending a certain number of vegetables that you eat every day. In America, we're getting a bad F. And guess what? You walk around, people are not healthy. And there's a huge problem with type 2 diabetes, heart disease, even cancer, that if you look at, these are the things that I, again, I've been learning as I've been selling this product is something that can potentially help change the home front and have vegetables more on a daily basis and available, that it's something that if you do eat more vegetables, there are scientific and peer-reviewed studies 
that are showing that you can reverse the type 2 babies. You can reverse the cancer problems in many of the cancers. And heart disease, obviously, if you really eat a really good vegetable diet and with a lot of fiber, and there's all these concepts of your biome inside, your stomach inside, is really something that a little bit abusing because we're just tossing in whatever processed foods and burgers and things like that. And it tastes good when you first eat them, but then when they're in your stomach, you can tell like you eat a big burger and after lunch about an hour later, you're feeling a little bit knocked out. It's because your body is having a really difficult time with that thing. And if you eat more vegetables and fruit, you actually have an energy level that is raised, that is vibrant and it's because you're healthier. Anyway, so that's one of the things that I've been doing as a journey towards this greenhouse when I was a kid to having my kids be able to have something that's a snack on the table to now launching a company that's going to be going towards not just selling this product, but also discussing food itself, the science of food, the future of food. I think the future of food is going to be getting back towards getting whole vegetables, whole foods diet, and I don't mean the whole foods market, plant-based whole foods is a real discipline. And people go, oh, is it vegan or not vegan? The term vegan is misunderstood, okay? Because you can have a vegan donut or vegan cookie or and even vegan burgers nowadays, and those are not necessarily healthier for you. So I'm more adhering towards the whole food, plant-based types of foods that you get into your diet. And again, you don't have to be some sort of purist and you don't have to look down on people if they eat something like a cheeseburger or something like that. I just think we eat more vegetables, eat more fruit in your diet. And you know what happens is you start craving that too. You start going, oh, I really feel like a good apple right now. So, Billy, what other questions might you have? Because I'm, again, I've been making this my life's work now. And this kind of fun invention that I that I did is now patented. We've got a utility patent on it, and we're going to be scaling production this year and and really starting to talk about the future of food and how we can handle it better. Yeah, definitely. Food is just so important, and because it takes so much energy and resources to really harvest food, get the food from the farm to the table. And right. being able to make sure that food doesn't just spoil and go to waste is super important. So it's really awesome that you're able to have this invention that not only keeps food longer, but allows us to see it. That's a big part of it, right? About advertising, right? I look at this visually, people can understand this. If they have a neighbor's apple tree hanging over their fence and all of a sudden there's all these apples that are in their yard, guess what? You end up eating a lot of apples, right? You see food, you eat it. It's a human trait or a condition. But what we're doing is we're hiding most of our good food in the refrigerator, putting it in these drawers that you only see just because you happen to be going for something else. Right, exactly. And a lot of these things, they're still in the bags or twisted up. It's just that they're not presented. You don't go in the fridge and that's not the first thing you see the milk jug or like these other things, but you're not seeing the fruits and veggies because they're stored away in a drawer to keep them fresh as long as possible. But being able to remind yourself like, hey, they're there. I would like some of those vegetables. It's super important too. So I think that's great. And especially replaces that idea from, oh, I need to have a cookie jar 
jar out on the table to a veggie jar. Right. It's a kind of a cookie jar for vegetables. And it's fun. As you walk by, you'll see some broccoli and some carrots and things like that. They actually are doing really well. They're kind of growing in there. And also you can see if something is starting to turn a little bit yellow or something, that you, oh, I better eat that up. And so you are, in fact, preemptively not throwing stuff away because it's advertising itself as saying, oh, I better get to that to broccoli or I better get to that lettuce. And it is a new way of displaying food, but it's a very positive way. And it has really ancient foundings of the fact that we used to a lot of times have food out on the table and in the pantry and everything. And now it's all put away. So we're wanting to bring the good stuff back out on the table. It's a lot of that, you know, what you see, the more times you think about something, the more often you're going to subconsciously want that thing is because you've seen it more often. That's the whole point of like advertising on TV, right? These companies, millions of dollars into these ads for TV commercials and all that kind of stuff, because they want you to see their brand because the next time you need that thing, you subconsciously think, oh, I know that brand. I'm going to go purchase that. Now doing that with your fruits and veggies out on the table, you see them every single time you pass by in the kitchen. So you're thinking, okay, yeah, that's there. And your subconscious is taking that in, even though if you're not consciously aware of, oh, hey, there's fruit or veggies on the counter. Even if you're in a rush, your brain still takes that in and it still subconsciously makes it a thought so that later in the day when you're like, oh, I need a snack. Hey, why not those cherry tomatoes that I put out in the veggie dump? It's a great way to have it. I love that. That's really, it's well put in two different ways. One is you walk by those cherry tomatoes about a dozen times by three or four in the afternoon, you're going to eat one of those. It's just, again, as I was saying, the human condition. But also another thing about the veggie dome is that it allows to understand the rhythm of the household. In other words, here I am, dad, I wash a bunch of vegetables, I put them in there, I fill it up, let's say it's on a Sunday afternoon. By Tuesday, I can see, oh, all the strawberries were gone the first day. You can see what the household is doing, what rhythm is, and by four or five days later, if those, let's say, cucumbers are still in there, I eat them myself, or I cut them into the salad. So you are more in tune to the rhythm of the household as to what's available and what people are eating. Because guess what? Next week, I'll put more strawberries in there because they got eaten up right away. So that's the type of thing was you, you're more in touch with the rhythm of the food in your household because you're seeing it change. It's part of your environment. So anyway, it's fun with kids. It's fun to see this stuff grow. I've even had friends go, oh, I bought a purple cauliflower. And so it looks so nice in my bed. You got to eat it. You can't just there to have a pretty. It's not just for display. It's good for the food because you see it a number of times when you're walking by and walking by or you're making something and then all of a sudden, okay, it's ready. <laughs> right. So when you first created the veggie dome, how did you manufacture the glass dome? Did you have it like blown by somebody else or do you yeah, have that's a really good <laughs> glass blowing I mean, capability? Well, I want to make things in America. I want to sell things in America. And I spent a long time trying to make it happen. But eventually I've had to go to China. Now in China, because it really is, now we're talking about the actual structure of it it's got this lid as i said and then what happens is the bottom part this thing is open on the bottom see how that is and it sits on top of this colander 
Okay, so to be able to make this piece was very difficult because glassmakers like to have something that's completely round because it's like a bubble of glass. It stays and it cools down. But when it has this open part, it'll collapse if it's molten. So the guys in China took a long time to try to figure out how to do this. They actually took it and blew by hand this piece in a mold. And then when they, then they took the wick and they would cut the wick like that. So they had to blow into a mold and that's a human being blowing glass into something else. So it really was something where it wasn't a perfect match. And at this point now, this year, we're going to scale production. We've been able to find a way to make it automated and mechanically done. So yes, it was a real journey of trying to find out how can I do this and how can this odd shape of glass be made in something that is just regularly made and so that a lid can go on it and everything like that. It's a difficult journey. And even the very first one that I made, which was the prototype <laughs> that I was making, I made it out of a glass bowl that I then took and I flipped it upside down and cut a circle out of the bottom. I had to go to a scientific glass company to work with that type of glass. It was the coolest waiting room, let me tell you. You sit down at the bench and the receptionist is over there and there's all these wires and glass and all that. You feel like you're going to visit Frankenstein. Coolest waiting room. <laughs> That's awesome. And so they, and I brought in four of them and they said it's going to be potentially half of them are going to break. And it turned out none of them broke, but was the beginning of making a prototype was taking a bowl and cutting a hole in it. But this is a better design. I don't know if you can see but it has a little lip going up like this, like a shoulder. And so when you put the lid on, it's a lot easier than if it was a cut piece of glass because it could potentially chip that glass where this doesn't get chipped. So th there's been a real journey about making the proper shape and uh, patenting it and, and everything has been a journey that right now we're going to be, this year is really looking great. And we're going to kick it off with a scaled production and we're bringing on a really great personality to help us promote it. And his vision is that he wants people to eat more fresh vegetables and fruit. John Sally, who's a four-time NBA champion. He played with Kobe Bryant on his winning team and he played with Michael Jordan on a winning team and also the Pistons. So four times he was a champion. But aside from being this amazing world-class athlete, his vision is to bring forth more that people are eating plant-based food, that they're eating more vegetables and fruit. He even testified in front of the Senate to make more fruits and vegetables available in lunches in children across the nation. He's got a real good vision about health in our country. And he's a really funny guy, but he's also brilliant. Anyway, he's going to work with us in bringing that out there. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a series of programs about science of food, future of food. What is it really going to be like? Let me just quickly run by you real fast. Is that after World War II, this is a funny story and stuff that you learn when you're learning about food. The United States government was seeing that people were too thin. And so they thought, you know what? We need to have more of this processed food, like pancake mixes and cake mixes and stuff like that, that we could put on shelves that if there's an atomic war, that these 
foods would be able to last in some hole in the ground shelter. And so they mass produced it and they put, they actually helped to finance these type of food, which is now 40 years later, making us all fat and making us unhealthy. It was promoted by the U.S. government in the 40s and 50s, okay? So isn't that an amazing history? Look it up. Google it, guys. That's crazy. Isn't that amazing? So flooded by this, what's being called processed food that's making us unhealthy. It's not the basic fruits and vegetables that, let's say, your grandparents had when they were cooking or people in earlier times that kept them healthy because part of your digestive system is looking for those fibers and looking for those combinations of fruits and vegetables to be able to build your strong body. We're not giving it. So the people are eating processed foods. I'm just tossing out pancake mixes and cake mixes and things like that are boxed foods that you see that all these salt and sugar and chemicals that are put in, okay, that your body is not able to be as strong. So guess what we're doing? We're selling then nutrition pills and all these different powders and pills that that are supposed to help you of things that are missing. It's missing because we're not eating the basic foods that we used to be able to eat. So I don't mean to put that industry down, but it's not helping either. They're just wanting to make money so they can every month sell you $40 worth of pills. That's crazy. I had never heard about the government about World War II. Now that's, wow, baffling. Oh my God, we've gotten too thin. So they helped get this other food out there. And of course, this whole concept of nuclear war was also a big deal. So people were trying to get foods that would last for years in a box. It wasn't good for you though. So that's crazy. Yeah. So it's time to turn a corner and that's what we're going to do with John Sally. And that's what we're going to do with the veggie dome is be part of that. It's already happening, but you've seen it, that there's this whole concept of plant-based foods and things like that. That's already a big wave that's happening. We're just going to enable it and be part of it and be able to give a tool that helps to support it, not only in a positive way, but in a really beautiful way, kind of a fun way to have food that you see it. Definitely. And you also took your veggie dome to a local university and they went and looked at it and were like, oh, wow, the vegetables are actually staying around longer because of the... Do you mind telling that story? Yeah, it was kind of a fun story because I live only about 10 minutes away from UCLA. And what I was doing was, okay, I'm going to mass produce this thing. This is really in the early days. I had just made the prototype and I wanted to see whether or not it was something that I was going to be selling that would be healthy, that wouldn't have maybe an uh, unseen problem that you're keeping food in this way. And so I had signed up on an office door of a biology professor. That sounds good. So then I had it for Friday at 1130. Friday at 1130, I show up and I've got this thing in my hand. And he's like, you're not a student, are you? Oh, no. I just signed up for the time to talk to you. And he said, well, come on in. And I said, this is a device that is keeping vegetables really fresh in my household. And I made it for my children. And it's working way better than I thought. I thought I was going to have to refill it every day, but it turns out that it's like doing really well. But then since I've put this cookie jar lid on, I put the vegetables back in there. I put this cookie jar lid back on. It seems to be working better. And so she said, oh, just a second. She called in another professor, literally a biology professor calling in a botany professor. That's good. And then that person called in another professor who was a nutrition 
in the community professor. It's like these three amazing thinkers and lecturers are looking at this new device that I made. And they said, oh, so now it works better because you put that lid on? And I said, and they all looked at me like, look at it like owls on a branch of a tree. They're like looking at me like, you know why, right? I said, no. I said, you're letting the ethylene gas escape out the lid. I didn't even know about ethylene gas. And so that they showed me that this device making it like a cookie jar actually made it biologically work better. And also they complimented me. The nutrition in community professor said, I really think this is great because it's going to make children have access to fresh vegetables on a daily basis. This is 10, 15 years ago that this person said that. And now we're finally getting to a point where we're going to be able to have the company launch on a grander scale. And it's happening this year. And I'm really excited about it. And I've learned a lot through these years about food, about biology of food, and about our health. Coming back to something that I just made for after school snack. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You just like never could have foreseen yourself 10 years ago thinking like, oh, we're going to do all this stuff. You were you're just like, I, how can I make my son eat some better foods in the right. afternoon? And then it expanded and exploded. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. And also, by the way, I made for your viewers a special $10 off coupon. They just have to put Billy 10. So the name Billy and then the number 10. And if they put that on the code, they can get $10 off on the VeggieDomes if they want to go to our website. Yeah, definitely. Why don't you go ahead and spell out the website for all the audio listeners? The, for the website, VeggieDome.com, V-E-G-G-I-D-O-M-E.com, VeggieDome. And so think about it, it's VeggieDome without the E in the middle. And that's the E of the ethylene gas that escaped. Okay. I love our, that. Our brand, that's a really good way to remember that. Our brand is VeggieDome.com. And you go to that, you'll learn a lot more. There are videos there and everything. But also, if you go and you want to buy it, and you put in the code Billy10, B I L L Y. One zero, you can get $10 off. Awesome. Awesome. That'd be wonderful. And I'm sure the audience will absolutely love that. And I know you're launching with John, John Sally later this year. Right. And what else do you have planned for 2023? Oh, as we expand now, we've actually been only selling in the United States. We launched the company itself when we had the first ones being made with an Indiegogo project that went successful. And with that, we were able to make our molds, uh, the veggie domes, but only a couple at a time, like 2,000 at a time. That's all we could afford. Now, this time we're going to go 15,000 and then the next year, 45,000 and then 150,000. It's going to stack up. Each year is going to be more. We've only been able to sell in the United States and we've been only shipped them in the United States. But this year we're going to be able to meet some of the demands that we've been getting emails from people from the UK, from Germany, Denmark, and Australia, and we'll be able to go more international. But again, we're still really focused on the United States at this point. And so that there's going to be an expanding of the markets with that, potentially get it on QVC. We've been in touch with some people there. It's a really visual product and also sell it from our website and from Amazon to be able to do that. Obviously, as a consumer product, you do want to get it into the national retail 
zone we've been in touch with them who the one company i'm not going to mention them that we've been really having great opportunity with they might be going bankrupt so the oh, brick no. and mortar brick and mortar might not be the way to go with this we might be staying mm -hmm. with a direct to consumer type of marketing also reach out to hotels that might want them hotel chains because you know how you billy you go traveling and you let's say you, you got into the city and you order some food and then you go out and you go to see the town and you come back and the food that you ordered is a lot of it's messed up and you're just thrown away instead you could like i do a sushi order like i want some celery i want some carrots i want some grapes and i want some strawberries and they put it in a veggie dome and then for the length of your stay if you stay there two or three days it's still good and, and, and you can do it. so like a sushi order would be the kind of fun thing to do and all they do yeah. is repurpose the food in the kitchen that they have already and they just put it in the veggie dome so it's an easy thing so there's all kinds of ideas that are coming out that we're initiating this is just the beginning of a growth period right now and we're excited and billy being with you on your program i really feel like i'm honored but also i feel like this is such a good fit because you i feel like you're looking towards the future of what lifestyle is about and we want to be part of that yeah, definitely that's what this is all about is really being able to see the future of how we can make a huge difference in the world and what people are doing to really make that happen so yeah it's super exciting and i know you have been learning a lot about nutrition and about how food keeps and all these things are you learning anything new right now i'm learning about how to reach out to individuals and this is part of our marketing plan is that just like you and i are having this wonderful discussion in remote areas i think we're going to do things on a personal level but with people that are potentially leaders of their community let's say if they're a nutritionist who has a lot of followers we can reach out to them have a zoom meeting or a google meeting and record it just like you're doing and be able to put that out there on social media as part of a series on the future of food that's what i'm just now learning about you know what instead of thinking about marketing is making these ads and plopping them on facebook instead what about if it's a discussion what if you're okay so i'm just putting that out to there people this is an idea or concept that i'm developing myself is that let's have marketing be reality based in that it's a discussion and i want to hear your opinion and and maybe your criticism and maybe that's a way in which we can look at advertising for people as also being a service and not just being something that they're being bombarded by get this by that you know what i'm saying yeah completely it's the technology and everything that we have nowadays has really changed that dynamic of before it yeah. was like okay what can you do to advertise like before social media or anything else came along it was right. like okay i'm gonna put in a tv ad or a radio ad or a newspaper yeah. ad right it's all ads right and it's interrupting the flow of whatever the person is doing but instead now we have influencer marketing and things like that where these big influencers they are talking about products not in oh hey buy this it's more of hey i use this this was really cool i really liked how it worked i was able to use this for my kids i put this out on my table and my kids ate leafy greens for the first time ever and they're just telling a story but it ends up like people are looking at that being like hey i want that and it's a completely different dynamic than trying to just put an ad that's just going to interrupt what they're doing so i think that's yeah. i think you definitely billy, on something there you're right with, about the technology billy is that it's really been since COVID 
that people have been actually having these more accessible times or meetings that they can have and discuss it. And also, and there's another thing that we were finding out even before COVID hit is that just because you're paying somebody $250,000 to put in a good word for your thing, people aren't necessarily believing it that much. They'd rather have people that they feel have a real experience with it and are being genuine about it and not just getting paid, but sharing and learning with each other. Again, this is what I feel I can applaud with your program here is you're definitely in the forefront, I think, in how we're going to be able to share knowledge and just and try to figure things out. Yeah, definitely. And be able to understand how we are making it in this new world that we live in. And we're going to finish up here in just a, yeah. just a few moments and just a few more questions. What is one tip that you would have for any other ecopreneur looking to either grow their business or start their own green business? I think that if you're going to be growing your own business and starting your own business is to try to get it so that you have a secondary or a a way in which you have your income coming through the, let's say another job or part-time job that you have going, just figure that you're going to have to keep that going. Guess what? It's going to take longer for you to hit that mark or get things going than you think. And if you're always feeling, oh my God, I've got to launch my company in two or three weeks because I can't pay the phone bill the next month, that's going to put a pressure on you. That's going to make it so that you're less able to be creative and feel like things take time to grow and companies are the same. So just figure that, you know what, I know you want your company to launch in the next three months, but have the ability to have that staying power because that's actually one of the strongest cards you can play is that I'm still here. I'm still trying. <laughs> I'm still going for it. I love that. Tip. Right. It's super important. I think it's Jeff Bezos and Amazon. They weren't profitable for the first 10 years that they were around or something like that. And it's, you know what, what's going to keep you going through that time when your business isn't ready yet and it's not bringing right. in the money. So it's all about the staying power and you're absolutely right. And what is one way that somebody can reach out to you to get in touch about VeggieDome? I know we talked about VeggieDome.com having the discount for the order for the VeggieDome. And if anybody would like to reach out to you, learn more, how can they reach out? Again, they can go to the website and if they just click on the, the little email, it'll go straight to me. And generally, I will answer that same day if anybody wants has any questions. If they go to VeggieDome.com, it's probably what ends up as being info at vegetome.com or something like that. But if they just click on the little email icon, I personally get them and I will answer those probably that same day or within the next day. And I welcome all, any questions. And we're also not just going to be a one product company. We're going to be involved with any grab and go healthy food. And as I told you, we're into whole food, plant-based diets. There's also dried nuts, dried fruit, there's herbs. And also I'm thinking, and if anybody wants to connect up with me, I'm going to be reinventing the lunchbox. I think that there are different materials, the old tin lunchbox where you clunky little thing and you got Tupperware things in there. We're going to make it into something that is much more like a sling that you can have. And we're going to be using materials that are food safe. And so it's going to be grab it from the veggie dome and put it in your satchel and go we're going to be developing an entire line of products for grab and go healthy food. Because Billy, you, we're in a generation now where you have your phone, 
that's where your office is. You can do so much now with you can go to the beach and still be at your business. But then what about your food? It's got to go with you too. And that's where we're going to be looking at. If anybody has ideas or concepts, I'm willing to field that and work with potentially if it's with our grab and go healthy food concept. That That's awesome. That, I love that. And that sounds super exciting. So I hope somebody in the audience who's listening is, oh, I had an idea. So I hope they can, I hope they can reach out to you and you guys can Great. collaborate. That'd be awesome. We can collaborate, team up a bit. Yep. Yeah. Duncan, thank you so much for being on Green Business Impact. It's been really awesome having you on the show here today. I love what you guys are doing to really bring back whole foods and make veggies more accessible for all of us and, and advertise them with, in a great way. So thank you Great. so much for coming on the call. And I hope in years though, we can come back together and say, yeah, we had this amazing launch and now we're launching the satchels and everything. Super Can't wait brilliant. to hear more from you. So thank really you so much. It. I'm honored to be on your show. And again, I think you're doing really great work by putting this program on. Awesome. Looking forward to more episodes. Thank you. And if you enjoyed this interview with Duncan talking about how VeggieDome is creating a way to reduce food waste, which helps to cut down on our individual impact on the climate crisis. And if you would like to get the fruit and veggie keeper yourself, then go and check out the link in the description below. Get $10 off your order using the code Billy10. Again, that is my name, Billy, and the number 10. B-I-L-L-Y-1-0. So don't miss out on your chance to have vegetables displayed in your home and eat more veggies as snacks instead of cookies and also cut down on waste and make sure you go ahead and click on that link now because the discount will only be available for a short time. So make sure you go purchase your veggie dome today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in launching your own podcast to make an even larger impact on the world, then look no farther than the podcasting platform that I use here to launch every single episode of Green Business Impact, Podbean. I searched through all the different podcasting platforms out there and the best choice by far was Podbean. They give you truly the best value and all the resources you need to spread your message to the world by easily connecting you to all the different podcasting networks like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. And they give you so many resources and opportunities to monetize it as well. So if you are on the fence about which podcasting platform to go with, make sure you check out the link in the description below to register your podcast with Podbean. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.